gonna take it. and basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let's, let's get right to it. All right, welcome in another edition of the Ryan and Goodman podcast. I'm Jeff Goodman. He's Bob Ryan, and uh, we got plenty to talk about, Robert. Uh, I'm here in Chicago, did the NBA draft from the stadium studios. We did a live show last night. And uh, first of all, Chicago is a ghost town, Bob. Nobody on the streets. Wow. My hotel, I'm telling you, I have the entire floor to myself in, in, in a Marriott Magnificent Mile, which I come to all the time. It's usually jam-packed. Yep. Uh, there's nobody walking outside. There's nothing going on. It's incredible. Incredible right now. It's fighting. I haven't. I'm a down. I have not been to downtown Boston in how, how many months. I have no idea what that looks like. I keep reading about New York and about you know how desperate Times Square is. A is frighteningly empty. I can't imagine. No, I. I mean, I. You know, it's scary. It's scary. You know, I it took is. my first flight, and um, it was yeah. Southwest. And usually, you know, you pay for the upgrade to to get on Southwest earlier, right? Yes. To be able to board earlier, so I paid for that. And then I said to myself, I didn't need to pay for it because ultimately I got on the, the, the flight and the first thing I did was go to the way back and just prayed that nobody was going to sit near me. It wasn't, an, it wasn't a full flight. It was like half full. And luckily I had no, nobody within uh, two rows front, two rows back. Um, I had taken a PCR test before I left in Boston. Yeah. And they said I took it Saturday morning. And I needed it back in order to go into the studio here in Chicago. So I took the PCR test. They said 24 to 72 hours. I got on the flight um, Tuesday afternoon. They still hadn't gotten the results. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. So I talked to the owner of the place. And when I landed, still hadn't gotten back the results. He set me up. It's part of a network. He said, drive to Willow Brook or something when you land at Midway, drove the opposite way about 20, 25 minutes, took a rapid PCR test that, you know how long it took, Bob? 30 seconds. 15 minutes. minutes. Okay. And uh, (laughs) luckily I was negative, so uh, good to go. And, uh, but anyway, yeah, it's, you know, some, some anxiety, a little bit flying, but um, it, it wasn't bad. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend doing it over and over and over. Yeah, but you know, wore a double mask and and uh, didn't sit next to anybody and haven't seen anybody in this hotel. I mean, legitimately, well, not one uh, person other than the workers oh, uh, at the hotel. Not one. Just can't imagine. Yeah. So well. Anyway. All right, let's get on to uh, more in, in impactful things uh, w- within the NBA, and that is the NBA draft. Um, you know, I've been following this for years and years. It's kind of something that is kind of dear to my heart and something that when I was able to be on the ESPN broadcast for, for three, I think three, four years in a row, uh, one of the coolest things I've ever done for ESPN. Um, last night's NBA draft um, wasn't as crazy as I, I thought it might be, I guess. But as we talked about, there was no guy that you were going to trade up for. There was nobody that people absolutely loved at the top that you were going to see a lot of movement for. Those teams that had the top picks – probably valued him more than, than the other teams. So there just wasn't a lot of movement. The biggest news really came prior to the draft when it was announced, not even announced, it kind of swirled around Twitter, that Clay Thompson um, may have suffered a season-ending yeah. Achilles yeah. injury. Um, that was the honestly the biggest news of the entire day, wasn't it, Bob? Yes, it was. That, that shook everybody up, and we're waiting to get the, the MRI results and talking now if it is Achilles oh boy you know yeah Yeah, let's hope not no that was the news um I I did watch the draft while having um a little homework of three separate mock drafts all one to 30 and I was going to see how it worked worked out and of course everybody had the same one two three everybody had the same one two three four five 
but it didn't work out that way. One, two, and three, it was just a matter of who was going to, the who, we knew who they were going to be. The consensus number four was Denny Avija. Yep. The consensus Abdiya. number five was yep. Obi Toppin. And I'll say, we had, so Avija, you know, slid to nine. He did. He did. And, and after doing my little homework on him, um, I, I wondering, I did, I wondered out loud in my tweet, did the Wizards just steal the draft? Well, listen, we won't know for a while. No, of course as not. As is the case with all of these drafts, we, you know, we make our, our quick assumptions, um, I've seen a lot of these kids play for a long time. I have not seen Denny Avdia play in person. I've heard from several people, including Scotty Wilbekin, former Florida star who has played with him in, in Maccabi Tel Aviv and speaks highly of his work ethic. You can see he's a, a versatile player. Um, the thing I've said is I, I just, I don't think there's a star at the top of this draft. I, I don't have confidence that Anthony Edwards LaMelo Ball or James Wiseman are going to be stars in this league. I think the star will come from somebody else further down. And my take is, why not an international guy? Um, but for that many people to pass on Denny Abdia when this draft was so weak at the top did surprise me. Same thing with Obi Toppin, that he slid down to number eight to the New York Knicks, surprised me. Tyrese Halberton surprised me a little bit that he yeah. fell to Sacramento. But Looking back on it now, I say, like, nothing should surprise me with this draft because, again, there was no clear-cut number one. No. Anthony Edwards was probably the guy Minnesota had to go with because he fits with D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns. And you look at him and you say, hey, if, if he hits, Anthony Edwards has the ability, the natural ability, potentially to be a star. My question with Anthony Edwards, Bob, is, is he in the right franchise to be able to maximize – his talent, because I don't know if Anthony Edwards, like last year at Georgia on a losing team, it was a train wreck. And if Minnesota is a losing organization and, and one that doesn't have a lot of leadership around it, veteran leadership, I worry about Anthony Edwards. Yeah, that's an interesting yeah, but it was always, it was always a yeah, but with him like all during the year. Uh, uh, people knew he was going to have to go very high, maybe even go number one, but it was just a, uh, yeah, I like him, but <laughs> right. Yes, hundred percent. That's not a confidence building number one. Now, Weissman, I, I, the team took him. I, I'm uh, that should have taken him. Took him, in my opinion. Hundred percent, hundred percent. For yeah. a fit, fact, it was the right move. Whether or not you you lose Clay Thompson for the year or not, I don't think that has any effect. James Weissman's still a guy that will help Steph Curry. Will help Andrew Wiggins. He can run, he can finish, he can block and alter shots. Um, and even if he's not ready for a couple of years, he's still going to be a good, good NBA. I, I think I have more confidence that James Wiseman is going to be in the league in 10 years and productive than Anthony Edwards or LaMelo Ball. Now, LaMelo, it's an interesting team because of the Zion factor. And Bob, with, with LaMelo. Well, I mean, no, I'm sorry. The, with, 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 yeah, Charlotte. Michael, the Michael Jordan. Jordan factor. Michael Jordan signed off on LaMelo Ball after watching how bad his shot mechanics are and yeah. how little he guards. Yeah. Does it shock you? Well, you know, there's just Kwame Brown always comes to mind, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Yeah, uh, you're right. You're you right. Know, what, what has Michael done as an executive to get you excited ever? Right? Nothing. So, Zero. Zero. I mean, Nothing. Never see him out. Number one, you never see him out. He hired Mitch Kupchak, whose track record isn't great. Like, like those guys generally aren't. Larry Bird, as an executive, was pretty good, actually, shockingly. Shockingly. I didn't ever see it. But Larry was never out either. He hired the right people underneath him. That's why. That's the great thing about Danny Ainge, by the way. He works. He's out. All the typically, time. Typically, internationally, he'll, he'll be, but he's out. Uh, you know, it's, it's no, it's uh, anyway, that's an interesting, uh, <clears throat> you know, we all got the the scouting report on Mello and, and yeah, all right. I, um, the one that surprised me a little bit simply because, well, Patrick Williams going to four. Now, the highest projection of the three um, mocks that I had was eight 
Then there was no, then there was an eleven. I had him seven. I had him seven to Detroit, but I <clears> tweeted <throat> out yesterday that there were strong indications that Chicago really, really liked Pat Williams. Uh-huh. And uh, I get it. I get it because again, you're choosing between Obi Toppin, you're choosing between uh, Denny Abdia and, and and Pat Williams, and you're saying to yourself, "Hey, Pat Williams, we're Chicago. We're not getting big time free agents right now. We got to swing." We got a swing, and we're going to swing on a guy that's 6'8", 225. He looks like Kawhi. He guards a little bit like Kawhi. His shot kind of looks like Kawhi's did when he came out of San Diego State. You know what? We're going to take a shot that maybe maybe he's not Kawhi, but he becomes something like that in time because he is a worker, unbelievable character, IQ, all of it. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's honestly what Arturis Karnishevis and, and Billy Donovan – listen, Billy Donovan – had connections to Obi Toppin and to Denny Abdia. The connection with Obi Toppin was Anthony Grant, who he's known forever, coached with him in Florida, coached with him in Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. is the head coach at Dayton. Yep. So he's got the best insight into Obi Toppin you could possibly have. Mm. Okay? And Billy also coached Scotty Wilbekin at Florida, who, again, played with Denny Abdia this whole season. So he talked to both those guys um, – extensively mm-hmm. and Arturis Karnishevis and Billy Donovan decided to go in a different direction and go with Patrick Williams surprising yes um I think at the end of the day it's probably going to be the right move because the Bulls have a bunch of good players they need a great player and I think they're feeling like you know what Let, let's swing and see if we can hit yeah. a home run here instead of hitting a, a ground rule double I'm going to go parochial now the Celtics they did it yeah. They drafted a need. They drafted for a need. And the guy that they had to be praying, well, if we really get lucky, right? Yeah. If we really get lucky, Aaron Nesmith will be sitting there for us. Yeah. And, and damn it, if they got lucky. And yeah, they have and him. Nesmith is a guy who can really, really shoot it, Bob. He only played 14 or 15 games last year at Vandy. But he shot 52%. He's got good size. And, and I think the, the best part uh, also of Aaron Neesmith is I believe Vandy was eight and six with him and three and 15 without mm-hmm. him. So mm-hmm. he impacts winning. He can shoot it. And as you and I talked about, and, and I can't wait to ask Brad Stevens this next week um, when we talk to him, hopefully on Monday, uh, think of the smile that Brad Stevens probably had on his face when he looked at Aaron Neesmith's stats and saw he shot 52% from three. Yeah. I mean, yeah, really? we're going to yell at, at Brad for letting Daniel Tice, you know, Jack three after three a, a little bit when, when we talk to him, uh, maybe not yell at him, but um, I, I don't know what you're going to do. Yeah. I, I can't wait. I, I can't wait. You know, I'm going to put you in the spot next week with, with, with Brad <laughs> and, and how trigger happy he is with the three. And uh, we're going to have a little fun with that. Yeah, we will. We will. <laughs> Um, I, I just think this is the guy they needed. Now, again, does it solve their major issues? No, they still need a guy who can score in that second unit off the bounce, a veteran. They still also maybe need to upgrade their, their front court if they could, but at what expense? You know, we'll see what happens here in the next few days. Yeah. Uh, if, they, if Danny Ainge can make a move or not. Well, I think they, they definitely are in the market for that type of player, and, and I will be surprised if they don't find someone of that nature. I think that's definitely the case. Um, who, who won the draft, Bob? Who, well, who do you, I, you know, I, I'm, I hate – I'm not – Who do you like? Who, who do you like what they did? Here, I'll, I'll start with one. I'll start with one. I like, and I generally am not a big fan of this guy and what he's done because he's a numbers guy um, – but I like what Daryl Morey did in Philly. Oh, they got rid of Al Hortford's contract three years, 69 million. They got rid of that. You know, Elton brand kind of screwed up this, this team, to be honest, he took over and he made some bad moves that didn't fit this group and how they could play. So got rid of Hortford and his deal. It cost them a first round pick and and whatnot. They also got rid of Josh Richardson who, who didn't fit. And what they added is Danny green, who can face the floor and guard and shoot the hell out of it. Seth Curry, who can shoot the hell out of it. A young guy in Terrence Ferguson. And they also added Tyrese Maxey, 
who's a scorer off the bench in, in late in the first round. They got him at 21. And I love the guy they got at 49, to be honest. Isaiah Joe is his name. He's 6'6". He's super skinny. But he shoots the absolute hell out of the basketball, Bob. So I love – they put together – at least they're adding the right pieces, and they got rid, They got out from underneath Al Horford's contract. That was Is Isaiah team. Joe – is he Brandon Ingram skinny? How, he's, how yes, skinny? He's, he might even be skinnier. That woo woo. Yes, that's he's that, but he okay. can. Um, he really. How about should. Doc? Yeah, two couple years removed from coaching his son is now going to be coaching his son-in-law. <laughs> I love it. I love I, it. I I, I can't wait to talk doing? to him. How do you coach your son-in-law? Like I can't wait to talk to him. You know, you know who he he can call for advice on how to handle that. Go ahead, Tom Coughlin. He coached his son-in-law at, yeah. with the Giants, Snead, a guard. Really? For years. Really? Yeah. My, my guess is Tom Coughlin didn't change a damn thing. Coaching <laughs> his son-in-law. Where Doc, Doc's going to be a little bit nicer to say. This is, this is just hilarious to me. Yes, I, yes. That he's, he, I, I thought it was a bad deal. I didn't like the idea of him coaching his son in, in a professionals at all. No, me either. I don't like it at any level. I don't even like it in high school. Especially because Doc wasn't – he didn't have that – and Austin will say this, he didn't have this relationship. They they hadn't been together. Um, Doc had obviously been traveling a lot, been away from the family. So it wasn't like they had the greatest relationship. It got a lot better, actually, through Doc coaching. So I think it ended up working out well yeah. because they became closer. But I, I'm with you. And Doc had always told me he didn't want to coach Austin. Yeah, I, I, I was really surprised when that happened. But anyway, he's now got Seth. And by the way, people – Seth Curry is an underappreciated asset. Oh, because he can and, shoot it. In the public yes. eye. You know, he's always going to be, I, I equate it to Mike Maddox to Greg Maddox, right? And, but, he's a little, but he's a little better than that. Right. right. Uh, he's, he's really come on. He's found his niche. He I sure think has. he's an ideal guy for them. We know they need space, floor spacing. We know, you know, and for two reasons. One is, is Embiid, and the other, of course, is Ben Simmons is, peculiar game <laughs> but uh i think i was i think dal Morey's off to a tremendous start in film. they did a good job i mean again getting rid of al horford's contract right there and and, and josh admitting well he didn't have to admit it because he didn't make the moves but admitting that they made some mistakes and they weren't constructed no correctly at least now if you surround ben simmons with enough shooters you stand a chance but if you didn't and again, the, the problem was not only offensively, but defensively. How are you playing Al Horford, Joel Embiid, and Tobias Harris together? Yeah. You're not. You're not. Yeah. It didn't fit. It was a dumb, dumb move. Anyway, all right. So I like Philly. Uh, we agree Patrick Williams was one of the bigger surprises. Um, the bi- Actually, here's the biggest winner. You want to know the biggest winner of the draft? I'm sure. Tell me. I'm going to tell you the biggest winner. Luke Kennard is the biggest winner of this draft. You know why? He went from Detroit to the Clippers, Bob. Imagine you're in Detroit. Detroit might have one of the worst rosters in the NBA. I mean, clearly they they have nobody. Like Blake Griffin is damaged goods. Uh, He's been out. They have nobody. They actually did a good job with their draft, but they traded Luke Kennard in a three-way deal that brought Landry Shamit to Brooklyn Mm -hmm. and gave – Detroit, the number 19 pick, and number 19 pick ended up being Sadiq Bay. So Detroit did well on this draft, too. Troy Weaver, their new GM, got Killian Hayes, point guard uh, out of France, with the number seven pick. Isaiah Stewart, hard-playing, high-character, big man. You'd love him. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love I him. saw him early on last year and, and definitely – Love. Put him on my list. Yeah. I like him. I like he's a throwback. He, he's not a new age po- uh, big man, no. but but he, he he's tough. And then they they get Sadiq Bay in place of Luke Kennard, and Sadiq Bay can not only shoot it, maybe not quite as well as Kennard, but he can he can defend. So I really like what uh, Detroit did here in in Troy Weaver. Um, how about this one? So so we go back to Charlotte for a second, and they took Lamelo. What do you think, Terry? Poor Terry Rozier. We we need to get Terry Rozier on this podcast. What do you think he's thinking right now? <laughs> yeah, I know. I got to play with here. that dude. Yep, I know. It's funny because look at his career. He's been, yeah. you know, 
rear ended, if you will, <laughs> yeah, a couple been. times, right? Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. had a, a small window, right? Yeah. So when Kyrie got um, hurt, that, that's very interesting. NFL football continues on this week, which has a few surprise teams at the top of the standings. You might not be at a game this year, but you could still be in on the action at Bet Online. No matter how schedules change or players that play, Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure that you can get in on every game this season with the fastest updated odds in the industry. There are always more options to wager than anywhere else on Bet Online. Head to Bet Online online today and take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet Online your online sportsbook experts. Uh, I'm going to ask you about a guy, what you think of him. Um, Cole Anthony. (laughs) All right. So I say Cole Anthony is Austin Rivers. And Orlando took him at number 15. And Orlando does need a point. They've needed a point guard for forever. I don't think Cole Anthony is really a point guard. I don't think he makes people better. Uh, He's a high volume, low efficiency guy, much like Austin Rivers. They both are sons of former NBA players who yeah. both think they're the best player in the court, which is great on one end, Bob. You need to have that swagger. But when they get to the NBA, yeah. it took Austin Rivers some time to realize I'm not the best player on the court. I need to accept my role and embrace my role. Cole Anthony has always been the best player, at least for the last few years, on his team. Now, he was the best player on an awful North Carolina team last year. But again, doesn't make people better. Doesn't shoot it well from the perimeter. Not a great defender. Uh, not a great athlete. I, I just feel like Cole Anthony is a good backup kind of scoring guard that you can call a point, whatever he is, a combo guard for the second unit. That's what, to me, Cole Anthony is going to be. Um, you know, I think the luckiest, uh, uh, among the luckier yeah. guys in this draft that he should be smiling ear to ear today, Precious Go Achua going to Miami. Oh yeah, yeah. That's an inter- that's a wonderful spot for him. I can see Donis Haslam probably take him out to dinner tonight. Start the ball rolling there, but you know that organization is somebody as as, as you know it's really sound. The coach is terrific. They got direction with Pat, and 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 they're coming off a very interesting season. And I think he he really is going to be a nice fit for them. He's similar to Bam Adebayo. He yeah. is. They're, they're similar, which is fine. Like, you know, sometimes you worry too much about like a fit, where they fit in right now. And, and what we forget about is a lot of these guys like Bam Adebayo, when his contract is up, he might get paid more to go somewhere else. And, and you want to have that next guy. And yep. that next guy could be precious to you. And Bam Adebayo can't play, you know, he plays 30, you know, 35 minutes a game. Well, you still got 20 minutes there, 15, 20 minutes that you can play precious to and develop him. Um, I, I love the pick of San Antonio, Devin Vassell. We, we talked about him, I think, a little bit last week. Three and D guy, can really yep. shoot it, can guard. That that was one of, to me, the better picks uh, in this draft. Um, I'm trying to think who else who else was a, a winner in this draft. Philly, to me, again, I thought um, the maybe the biggest surprise of the draft, in my opinion, might have been James Jones, again, from Phoenix. Last year, he took Cam Johnson early out of Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, Jalen Smith. Yeah, Jalen Smith, who was supposed to go, according to most people, somewhere in the 20 range. And really, a lot of people had him a couple months ago going like 20 to 30. And he's a combo forward that actually fits in well. Think about it. You got the Chris Paul trade, Bob. So you got Devin Booker and Chris Paul. You got De- DeAndre Ayton up front. And now you add a guy in Jane. Um, in, in sticks, Jalen Smith, who's kind of that combo forward, live body, can get up and down the court, can rebound some, can step out. I thought it was solid, a solid pick. Just, again, one of those surprise picks. Well, yeah, uh, um, and my mock, my three mocks here, he was 20, 22, and 24. Right. Of right. my mocks. So James Jones doesn't care about anybody's mock. That's what No, I'm, well, I'm just saying, you know. Yep. Yep. Uh, by the way, they, but the overall prognostication of people was – almost a hundred percent it's 90 in the nineties. There's very few guys that showed up on the, on the uh, three mocks who didn't get picked at all yeah. uh, in the first round. They really, they, people, you know, the names were all there. They're right. Uh, just right down to the end. So um, 
you know, that, that, that's just that's just interesting. Uh, by the way, have you, have you uh, done the old let's see what conferences did well and didn't do well? I have not. Yet? I have not done that at all. Well, this is not a complete list, okay. but surprisingly, the Pac-12 had six wow. uh, and the SEC six. Uh, but not so hot for the ACC this year. Although Florida State's in it, you never remember, you know, because you think ACC, you think Duke and Carolina, you know, and Maryland. But um, of course, the, and of course, that famous Duke, the, 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 the Blue Bloods, Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, this was not a year for them, that's for sure. That was the crazy thing. I, I tweeted No out. Duke player in the first round. No Duke player in the first round. Vernon Carey went 32nd. No Duke or Kentucky player in the lottery. Yeah. Um, that, that, that's kind of insane. I mean, yep. that, that, that hasn't happened very often since Cal Perry got to Kentucky, even when he was at Memphis with Derrick Rose. That's kind of when the whole uh, thing started between Cal and Kay. You know, every year they were having a, a lottery pick. Um, so that, that was surprising um, this year. Uh, also, what about the Knicks? What do you think of the Knicks? So, so here's well, an interesting component to the Knicks. Okay. Leon Rose worked at CAA. Uh, he he is now running the Knicks along with William Wesley, who's kind of uh, I, I don't even know how to describe him. Yeah, I know World Wide West. Yes, right. He's a John Calipari buddy from Camden. He, he helped get Dewan Wagner to Memphis. Anyway, so they take Obi Toppin at number eight, which is interesting because Obi Toppin signed with CAA. And the other interesting part of this is Obi Toppin's younger brother transferred to Kentucky from Rhode Island. Oh, so there's all sorts of World Wide West, <laughs> Leon Rose, CAA connections. And then the Knicks later on in the draft, who do they draft? Emmanuel Quickly from Kentucky. Kentucky. So uh, I, I feel like, I don't know if this is good or bad, if they've got really good info. You know, here's my problem with Obi Toppin at the Knicks. They already have Julius Randle. And they're not the same player, but they're kind of the same position. And and I don't know if you could play them together that well. I, I get it. Obi Toppin fell and they couldn't pass on him at eight. But you've still got the, 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 the trio of point guards of Dennis Smith, Alfred Payton, and uh, Frank Nidalkina. Like, that's a bad trio. No, they won't all be there. We're not – if any no. of them – they're probably going to, I mean, listen, if I'm the Knicks, do I overpay for Fred Van Vliet? Yeah. 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 He's, he's, they're talking max. Unbelievable. You know? Yeah. I, I wouldn't give him max. I would not give Fred Van Vliet max money, but if I could steal him and I don't know if it's stealing him for like 20 million a year, if I'm the Knicks, I, I might do it. Um, it, it. I just feel like, yes, the Knicks are going to get a little better over the next couple of years. But I don't, I don't trust this regime to get it. Anybody who James Dolan hires, I don't trust. I don't think. <laughs> no, they, I know. I, know I just saying. don't think they're going to know what they're doing. I, you know how I feel about Obi. I called him the comfort food pick. Yeah. When, when last we That's met, fair. He, he's solid. He's he's going to be ready as ready yep. to play as any of the top eight. I think, frankly, and he's going to be right th- ready to go. Um, Killian Hayes won at seven. Yep. Yep. Um, That's about. Yeah, that's as high as anybody had predicted. As a matter of fact, uh, the USA guy had him picked at seven. He gave him to Detroit. Yep. Um, so uh, we'll see about him. Um, I'm curious about him. Um, just find anybody else that. Uh, what you, about? Um, can you tell me about uh, Najee? Yeah, like love love Zeke Najee as a um, as a kid. It's funny, Zeke Naji, when he was in high school, he'll admit this, he didn't play hard. That was huh. a big knock on him. And that's that, that's why he was never like a McDonald's All-American type player. When he got to Arizona, he started playing really, really hard. And and, and that was kind of the difference um, with, with him is, you know, his motor. Uh, so I like that pick. I, I really like that pick. By, that was Denver at like 22. Yeah, that's at uh... – Najee, yeah, uh, 22. And yep. then they got R.J. Hampton at 24, the kid who was going to go to Kansas, ends up going and playing in New Zealand for the Breakers. He's 6'5". He's long. He, he needs to get some 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 weight on him, and he, and he needs to get his perimeter shot better. But he worked with Mike Miller the last couple months. Mm-hmm. I think the Nuggets – I really trust the Nuggets 
And, and now again, Bull Bull, I didn't love, but they took him in like the 40s last year. Who cared? Mm-hmm. They, they took Michael Porter. They've done a really good job. I mean, you look at how they've done it in Denver. And you got to give them credit for how they built that, that organization. So I, I trust Zeke Najee is a guy you don't run anything for, but he just goes and rebounds and defends and yeah. runs the court. And R.J. Hampton is worth, the, worth it at 24. I never thought he was a lottery pick, Bob. Mm-hmm. But at 24, there's value there. Okay. Do you have a guy, your guy, a guy that you, you, you just like and yes. you, you want to – Yes. You, you're happy for? Yes. Who? Big Doke. Yudoka Azubike. Oh, okay. Is, is a man-child, one of the nicest human beings I've ever met. He Whoa. went to Utah at 27. Nobody had him going in the first round. Nobody. That's your one if you look at every mock draft. I bet you you won't find a single one mm-hmm. that had big dope going at 27. He, he has got numerous injuries throughout his college career. Didn't even want to be at Kansas this past year. He wanted to leave after his junior year, but he got a wrist injury or hand injury where he had to come back. And he, lo- he lost like 30 pounds, Bob. He was huge. I mean, mm-hmm. still huge, but he was like huge. And he, he, he's a, an elite defender as a big. Like you could switch with him. And he's more skilled than you think. And he is just like a salt of the earth, sweetest kid you will ever meet. So for me, it's big doke. I was so happy last night when he got drafted. And there's a lot of these kids. Honestly, like I interviewed a lot of these kids over the course of their, whether it's AU, college, pre-drafts. And James Wiseman, sweet. Patrick Williams, great kid. Devin Vassell, great kid. Onyeka Akangwu. Oh my God, his story with losing his brother uh, yeah. a couple of years ago. Unbelievable. So a, a lot of these kids, I, I felt bad in a way that, that they didn't have the typical NBA draft experience. Yeah. But I think for the viewer, and I don't know, you probably watch the, the, the telecast. I was doing something at stadium, so I didn't yeah. watch it. But my guess is, because I watched the NFL draft one, it was kind of cool to see them with their families in their living rooms instead of necessarily the same cookie cutter thing where they're sitting at a table in, in a, in a green room, which isn't even a green room. And they walk up and they shake Adam Silver's hand. I don't know. I Yeah, I no, it, it was, it was nice, but most of it was the same thing though, sitting on a couch yeah, surrounded yeah. by the family and, yeah. and you know, they, they had to reach for the hat in the box. They got the hat yeah. and a couple of kids were really weeping you know the usual you know all right here's my guy now i don't know anything about him as a kid all right who do you got you know i i don't know what kind of kid he is i just like this guy i and i watch him play really four or five times and that's malachi flynn oh love him i loved his game oh he's perfect for toronto perfect and toronto come on so i like that i'm I'm gonna be watching that one with, with interest well, Malachi, think about this. Two years at Washington State, nobody even knew who he was. He, he goes and does what a lot of people do, transfer to San Diego State because they love taking transfers, usually from the Pac-12. <laughs> Sits out a year. Nobody thought he'd be as good last year. Matter of fact, about a year ago now, I was at Pac-12 Media Day in, uh, in Vegas mm-hmm. and, and sat down and talked to, to Malachi for a while. And I knew he was going to be good, but I didn't think he was going to be that good. And I did a San Diego State game early last season early and I was blown away by the fact that he did everything he scored he distributes he guards he's got yeah. that chip on his shoulder yeah he's got, that's he's why got an he edge Toronto that's why he fits Kyle Lowry is I believe an unrestricted free agent if not he's getting older uh anyway and if they can't keep Fred Van Vliet if they can't afford him they got to have somebody else coming in. And I think Malachi Flynn could be that next guy with Toronto. So uh, another guy you got to trust is, is Masai Ujiri yeah. and, and the job he's done evaluating, trading, whatnot. So, you know, that's part of it. I think you feel like there's certain guys who get it drafting and there's certain guys that you just, no matter who they draft, you're like, eh. yeah, now we got a lot of new GMs right now. Mm. How about the kid? Sam Presti took Oklahoma City. Alexi Pokashevsky. Yeah, right. Bob. He's seven feet. He's about 195 pounds. Oh. A Serbian. Super skilled. 
But uh, Sam Presti, loving. He's just stockpiling uh, picks right now and international guys, which is no surprise because he did that when he was with uh, San Antonio uh, uh, coming up through that organization. Yeah. So uh, Pokashevsky will we'll, we'll watch and see what he can do, if anything, here um, You know, for a long time. Uh, head scratchers. You know, Tyrese Halliburton, a little bit of a head scratcher. Sacramento, I knew they – you know, he got to them when nobody thought he'd get to them at number 12, but they've got De'Aaron Fox. And Halberton, he his percentages are good shooting the ball, but his release is really, really slow. And one of the reasons why I think a lot of people passed on Halberton is they don't know if they envision him as, as a top-tier point guard. He, he, he's thin. He's, mm-hmm. he's not super athletic. So can you pair him with De'Aaron Fox and play him together? Maybe. Or maybe um, they don't love De'Aaron Fox. Maybe that he didn't have a great year this past season in Sacramento. So maybe the new regime in Sacramento um, wants to, to maybe make a move and, and, and evaluate whether Fox is their point guard of the future or they go yeah. with a guy like Tyrese Halberton. Yeah, but you're right. The, he was something of a slipper. For you, sure. know, you know whose who's future could be affected by the draft? Is Lonzo Balls in New Orleans. Oh. They remember they traded. They just traded for Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, and they got Lewis. Yeah, and they got Kyra Lewis. Yeah, yep. Kyra Lewis is, is a blur. I right, mean, he's supposed he to be the fastest blur. guy in the draft, right? Yes. So, what do you do with Lonzo Ball? What's your take on Lonzo? <sighs> um, <laughs> you know, he's 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 going to be around. He can, you know, we know he can pass the ball. Uh, I. I'm just not crazy about him. I don't know what to tell you. I'm just not. Why? Because he can't shoot it? Well. Or or is it know. just because of the dad? Yeah, I know. The anything. thing is, that, and I know he's, and we've talked about this. Yeah. He seems to have sidestepped the dad thing quite well. He has. He publicly has. and privately uh, with the teammates and all that. I just think it's amazing to me. Okay, so you've got Lonzo over here who's got an innate passing ability in court vision. And he does everything simple. Right. We agree. He does it. He doesn't do it as flashy. It's move the ball when you need to move it, make the right decisions. Not a great shooter. Mechanics were terrible. They worked on those. But Lonzo can guard. Lonzo can guard. And then you got LaMelo over here. And LaMelo has some of the same intangibles in terms of passing court vision. He does it differently, more flashy. Where Lonzo, I think, realizes not a great shooter and doesn't shoot all the time. LaMelo thinks he's a great shooter. And shoots all the time. And his, his form is equally as abysmal. And you got Lonzo, like I said, who can guard. And LaMelo has no desire to guard. So why would people think that LaMelo is going to be better than Lonzo, who, who at least Lonzo had to work, I think, for what he got a lot harder than LaMelo, who is the youngest child. And I've been around that family. He's yeah. the young, yeah. spoiled one, the entitled one given a Lamborghini at 16. He's been part of the whole reality show that is the Ball family since he was a lot younger than Lonzo. Lonzo was already established by the time the world, the country, got to know who LeVar was. So I, Bob, have a lot more confidence in Lonzo hmm, okay. than I do in yeah. LaMelo. I just, their whole presence in the mix is just so annoying. <laughs> and listen, it's not fair to the kids. It's about, yes, you know, it's, it's still a, a, about him. It's not. And, um, I'm saying, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm going to go there. But the idea, uh, now that his son is going to go to Charlotte, is he going to challenge Michael to a one-on-one? I think or, or not. Does, any, oh. does anybody want to see that? <laughs> not one person in America. I mean, that's a, the, the greatest part of, of this draft, honestly. And, and I, again, I didn't watch it. I was doing my own thing yeah. here. But is I don't think LeVar got any real – play in this thing i think espn figured out after and i was part of it i was a big part of it in lithuania i think they figured out after that listen you know what we're pretty much done with the lavar show we're done and most people followed suit i didn't see a lot of lavar i didn't hear a lot of lavar leading up to this draft so i think you you know what you had your 10 minutes of fame and Let's worry, concentrate on your kids now. And and I, the one thing, the only thing I'll defend LeVar for, here's the only thing I'll defend LeVar for. 
I, he didn't seek out the attention to me ever, ever. He wasn't calling me for the attention, but he would welcome it when anybody called him. <laughs> I guess he figured it was going to come sooner or later, I guess. It huh? did. It came and it, it kept coming. It kept coming. Thanksgiving and Black Friday may look a little different this year, but there's still a lot to be thankful for. Like being able to find the right people for your team when the holiday rush has you ramping up your small business needs. So when you're ready to make that next hire, LinkedIn Jobs can help by matching your role with qualified candidates so you can find the right person for your business and do it fast. LinkedIn is an active community of professionals with more than 706 million members worldwide. Getting started is easier than ever with new features to help you find qualified candidates quickly. Post a job with targeted screening questions, and they'll quickly get your role in front of more qualified candidates. Manage job posts and contact candidates from a single view on the familiar LinkedIn.com as functions are streamlined onto one simple screen. And now you can do this all from your mobile device, no matter where the day takes you. That's how LinkedIn Jobs can help you hire the right person faster. When your business is ready to make that next hire, find the right person with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want, and get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com slash good. Again, that's linkedin.com slash good to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. This, you know, this draft wasn't sexy, obviously. But the people, uh, you have to be back. a really good fan to know. Let's go back to where we started, Bob. Let's kind of finish off with where we started, right. which, which was uh, Clay Thompson. And... If Clay Thompson is done for the season and he's getting up there a little bit, I don't know how old Clay is, but he's got to be in his early thirties at this point, you know, maybe 33. I would, I would guess. Let's see. Hold this Clay. Clay is, uh, I'll tell you in a sec here. Okay. Um, What does this do? Is this the end for golden state being able to win NBA titles? He's 30 years old, but he's coming off. A knee injury to one leg and now an Achilles to the other. That, those are two tough things to come back from. Uh, I, uh, until last night, I and then we heard the news, um, <clears throat> I had projected them right back as a superior team, as a threat to the Lakers, as, as, as it wouldn't remotely surprise me if we were talking about them having made the entire transformation in a, a year from now that we'd be talking about them as the defending champions. Wouldn't yeah. shock me. That's right. Well, without him, no. no I mean, shot. now no we're shot. talking a six, seven, eight seed, something, eight. Right. I don't know. You know, they're still going to have assets and starting with Seth, yep. Seth, Steph. Yep. But uh, no, I mean, they need, he's important. He's a, you can't underrest or overrate how good a player he is. He's good. He's the guy that had the 37 point quarter. He's the guy that had the 60 point game when he dribbled the ball about five times. I mean, this guy is tremendous shooter. And, and they are the greatest shooting backcourt of all time. Nobody can remotely argue otherwise. And, and where now, Bob, where is your shooting coming from other than Steph? Draymond can't shoot it. We know that. No. Um, he'll, he'll, he'll Andrew up. Wiggins. Andrew no. Wiggins. Now, the problem is Andrew Wiggins was set to be your fourth guy. Yeah. Now right. you have to have Andrew Wiggins. And we've seen that, that, that play out before. Right. If you need Andrew Wiggins, you're in trouble. If he's a an ancillary part that, you know what, whatever you get from him is a bonus, but there's no pressure, no expectations on him. That's great. And that's what it should have been this year. Now you need him. And and, and that scares the hell out of me. Not positively agree with that. I mean, he, he is, you know, you got to have him in the right rotate the right slot. And, and when you got to bump him up, it's not going to work. So no, no, they're, they're not, they're not a threat now. They're, 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 yeah. decent team but they're not it sucks it's it, 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 it no, it, all right the other one that's gotten a lot of play this week is james harden to join your buddy and mine Kyrie, <laughs> in brooklyn what do you think of this mom i i i just don't see it, it's i mean now you're talking another ball dominant guy i just don't see it i just i mean of course it was one thing with westbrook but this is a whole other matter <laughs> You know, there's, there's, Kyrie has no no use for this earth if he doesn't have the ball. And and Harden, you know, we talked about Harden uh, with, with Stephen Silas, what it was like to coach again. Speaking of which, our boy Stephen Silas, whoo, 
What a yeah. what a baptism of fire, huh? Things change quickly, don't they? No, you know it's amazing. But um, you know, I, I it would be, I'm you know, and I'm no fan of Harden's. I not, I grudgingly admit you can't laugh off three scoring titles in a row and the stuff he does. But it, is is it enough to? It hasn't been enough to get them to the you know to the promised land. Um, but I, it's just so reflective of uh well obviously he wants out obviously he's not happy obviously he's he's declared it over for him in his mind in houston i'll bring him on in, in our division you know how about the hell It'll be fun uh I, I, joe Sai, you know he's got all the money in the world he wants to win he's fearless uh you know that um, he is and i how, how, and i, how do you I think respect joe? for sean marks i think he knows what he's doing so I have to give him the benefit of the doubt if he thinks it would work. You know, Kyrie wanted his own team not long ago. Now <laughs> he'll be the third option. Like, how is that going to work? See, for, for, see for Duncan will be Kyrie. fine with either one of them, right. right? But, I mean, Durant, Duncan, Durant yeah. got the wrong D. He'll be fine with either one of them. But the other two together, I just don't see how that makes any sense to me. It'll be interesting, and then they're going to have to figure out, like, what about, like, Spencer Dinwiddie? Like, how's oh, yeah. he going to get in the court? I mean, they got a lot of young well, talent. Harden, they're going to have to give up. Right, Dinwiddie, it'll Levert. Be, it'll be Levert, right. Dinwiddie, and, and, and on and on and on and on. Aaron Allen, right? they'll all be gone. Yeah, so it won't – that won't be no, – he won't be there. It'll be fun. Listen, the one thing I'll say is, Bob, one, one of the beauties of, of the current-day NBA is the personalities – in, in these super teams, whether we hate them or not, yeah. there's something to talk about. There's something oh, to yeah. follow, especially this one. Like the one with Steph and Clay and KD, we were like, like, like Steph's the easiest guy ever to play with, ever. And Clay, the same thing. Those personalities, they're going to be able to deal with whoever comes in. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. They've dealt with Draymond. They dealt with KD, obviously. But, but the Kyrie, <laughs> the new KD, and Harden, yeah. is a completely different ball game when it comes to personalities and egos. And I know KD played with Harden, but he played with them early in no, his career. It's a different a, James Harden now. It's a different KD now. Totally. They're not even the dynamics will be totally different. Exactly. And don't yeah, right. And KD has grown up before our very eyes and turned out to be a a, a very forceful personality. He's totally and, and changed. At first we thought he was a nice sweet kid with the backpack in the Bible, right? Yes. Well that those days are long gone. KD was like the most mild-mannered kid when I first met him and and throughout. I mean, I remember texting him in the early days of Twitter. He signed an extension with Oklahoma City, and he literally, all he did was tweet out something like, I, I remember I was at LeBron's camp, and he tweeted it out, like, happy to stay at Oklahoma. That's how it broke. He just, like, tweeted out some random tweet, and I called him right after, and I'm like, Kevin, did you just tweet out, like, are you staying in? He's like, yeah, that's how I did it. Like, no <laughs> thought of, like, I want to tell the world, like, yeah, I'm going to have a press conference. I'm going to make it into this big thing. It was like this one little tweet, and I'm done with it. And, again, we've talked about this before, but I think everything changed with Kevin Durant when he left Oklahoma City to go to Golden State and oh, became yeah. um, the most hated man uh, well, he was shocked to yeah. find out that the world didn't think it was a wonderful thing. Exactly. He, he exactly. had no so anticipation of the, of the pushback he was going right. to get yes. at all. And it, and it, it, it still, it, it's fueled him somehow, some way for, forever yeah. since at this point. Oh, no, that'd be a, 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 a part of me wants to see it happen, but just to find out what the final Oh, was. I totally want to see it. Come yeah, on. So. We, we, we need that. We need <laughs> that in the East. And, and and Milwaukee's trying to ramp it up here for Giannis and give him more help yep. to try to keep him. That's fun. Um, last thing before we we let you go. And uh, should Danny Ainge trade Gordon Hayward or Kemba Walker? What should he do? If you're Danny Ainge, what are you trying to do here? I just want to add, I don't want to get rid of either one of them. And I, I certainly – what, Walker for what? They were talking Drew Holiday? I know that's been done. I Kemba's, understand. Kemba's value now. is too low right now coming off the playoffs. Like you don't trade a guy 
when their value is at its lowest. And I feel like Kemba's trade trade value right now is at its absolute lowest with the, the knee injury. No, I, I don't. I just want to add. I want to bring in Neesmith. Yep. I want to yep. um, see if they get a big man. You know, maybe they get Aaron Maines back. I, I'd right. love to have him back. Um, you know, and and go from there. Take my chances. I get like a veteran coming off the bench. If you could add, if I told you right now, you could add a a scorer you know, a two guard who can put the ball on the floor and get you 10, 12, 15 points a game. And and you got Aaron Neesmith coming off the bench also shooting the hell out of the ball. Are you okay with that team as long as, again, Hayward, Kemba, the keys there are their health. Yes. They- I, I, you know, we, we saw how Hayward, everything was going fine until we came down on somebody's foot. Right, right which could happen in your driveway. It happened. All right. They were good. And they might've played in the park. And they, he, he was a perfect mesh with, with the two young forwards and, and with, and, and with um, Walker. No, I want him. The one thing that I'll tell you right now, when I don't, this is when over my dead body territory, don't be telling me about any trade that involves Marcus smart. I'm with you. I'm with you. I no, am. He's, he's I am absolutely tradable. It, to me, it goes like Jason Tatum won. You cannot trade Jason Tatum for anybody on the planet, in my opinion. And and Marcus Smart might be number two that I wouldn't trade based yeah, on his contract down. and his 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 intangibles. There's no there's no facsimile. There's no comparison. There's nobody that does what he does. That's at least not to the extent that he does it and has the effect that he has on the, you know Patrick Beverly. You know yep. is a little pest, yeah. but this is a six foot six pest. And he's gotten better on the offense. Better. So right. no, I, I, I don't want, when I, I, my head would explode if they ever traded Marcus Smart. Same. That's, that's my yep. exit. Yep. Mine. I'm with you. I love him. Absolutely love him. All right. Well, listen, uh, there you have it. <laughs> kind of draft recap with a little bit of uh, uh, trade rumors in there and, and hopefully clay, hopefully people are wrong about it, but I don't see that happening. Uh, it just seems almost yeah. a foregone conclusion. Yeah, the best. Listen to Bob Myers. It just, it doesn't sound good for him and, and certainly for the Warriors this year. Um, hopefully next week we will have Brad Stevens we should. on next week's uh, edition of the Ryan and Goodman podcast. But thanks for uh, jumping on with us again this week. And uh, Bob, I'll uh, hopefully next time. Very I'll good. Back, I'll be back in uh, in my house <laughs> instead of a, a desolate uh, Marriott here in uh, in Chicago. All right. Very good. All right. Take Ciao. care.